Respect is a fundamental part of what we do here. We need to make sure that we treat each other with respect, that we show Canadians the example. Because there can be no dialogue unless there's a mutual understanding of respect. If there can be no ability to pursue the arguments, to make your points be heard, unless we all agree to extend to each other that sense of respect and decorum. So I'm going to be working hard on this, and I need all of your help to make this happen. That was a clip of Greg Fergus as he settled into the chair uh, at the center of the room as the Speaker of the House in the House of Commons, the first time that Canada, or rather the House of Commons, has elected a black member to sit as our Speaker. And I'm joined now um, by um, Marcus, um, I'm sorry, um, Marcus, oh, there he is, Marcus Medford, reporter with Canada's leading black Canadian online magazine by Blacks.com. Marcus, thank you for taking time out of your day. I know that you are running from class to class right now, so we really appreciate you making the time. Oh, it is no trouble at all. Thanks for having me. So, Marcus, you sat down for quite a wide-ranging interview with the speaker. Um, what, what, what was he like in person? Uh, you know what? I, I think the, the very first thing that um, I was struck by is he's very tall, a very tall and, and slender man. Um, I think that he has a, he has a gravitas to him. Um, there's just something about him that this is someone who is a respectable person, but but a, a kind, a kind person. Um, he's somewhat of a of a slow talker. So even though he's he's a person who I imagine is very busy, he didn't he didn't rush through the conversations um, before I actually had a chance to speak to him. Um, one of his aides was telling me that when he is having phone calls or emails with people, that everyone that has interactions with him feels like. He's their best friend. And I think that he was not saying that as in like that he's a phony person, but he's someone that connects with people. And and that is something that that I got from um, from just my my brief impression of of meeting. him. It's a it's a special type of person. You have to be a, a very particular type of person to be elected by the entire House and and sit there. You know, he comes from the Liberal caucus. Um, and you, you know, you don't, you don't make it to government without, uh, you know, without, um, being willing to tussle. And so for him to be able to pivot from, you know, a, a, a partisan member of a party inside the house of commons to the person, uh, the nonpartisan figurehead, uh, who's, who's in charge of keeping order in that house. That's, um, that's a skill set. That's a real skill set that he has. Absolutely. And you know, I think one of the one of the things that really I mean, aside from him being the first black person to be elected as the speaker, which was something I knew I wanted to be able to chance to have a conversation with that person. The, the thing that I was really impressed by is um, the day that he was elected speaker and there were speeches and uh, at work, we had interviews with uh, with people who had worked with him and, and political uh, political science types. And they were kind of talking about him. And the thing that I, that I was really impressed by is the respect and reverence that, that people seem to have about him. And, and it seemed very genuine that people were happy that it was him who was getting, that was getting this role, that this is someone who had gone out of his way to have um, respectful interactions with people across the aisle. And he's someone who has been on the Hill for, for some time. Um, I had spoken to um, one of his liberal colleagues, uh, Michael Kuto, and he was saying that like, he's known Fergus since the time that they were in university and that 
he's the perfect person to be the referee of yeah. the House of Commons. And and that was just something that that was kind of repeated over and over in in um, in the wake of his election. So uh, that it seemed very genuine that that all of these people did have this opinion of him. I am speaking with Marcus Medford, the reporter with Canada's leading black Canadian online magazine, buyblacks.com. He sat down with Canada's first speaker, the uh, first black speaker of the house, uh, Greg Fergus. Uh, and uh, I, there was one, one part of the, of the interview that really struck me. You spoke, um, you asked him about, you know, what do you tell a black person who feels that the system doesn't reflect who they are? And if it doesn't reflect who they are, then it's hard to participate in that system. And his answer um, was uh, just beautiful. He said, and if, I'm just going to quote it for you. He said, I would say cynicism is a luxury that few can afford, and I don't think anybody in our community can afford it. Look, we have a constitutional small L liberal democracy where the franchise is universal. The rights of the minority are protected against the tyranny of the majority, and we have the freedom to act, participate, and influence. Is the system perfect? No. A lot of faults for sure. I'm not Pollyanna-ish. Uh, but given what generations have fought for, uh, for us to have our rights recognized, I think it's something that's worth pursuing because what's the alternative? Uh, I thought, A, I thought that was a, um, a wonderfully direct and honest answer to your question that he could have pivoted around. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but you know, speaking from my perspective as a, you know, a white man sitting here in front of the microphone, I, I think that your question can be, um, can, can be zoomed out to, to an entire generation of of, of young people who feel disaffected by the system. And, um, and so his answer applies to them as well. We have, I think we have a, I think we have a crisis on our hands coming up where no matter what, no matter what we do, it's hard to get young people to the polls. And, and, and the only answer to solving those problems is participation. It sounds, feels counterintuitive, but that's the answer. Yeah. And you know what? And I think, I, I think that one of the reasons that I, I did want to ask that is I, I do think that it is really important that if you, if you are a young person, you kind of get set into a way of, a, a, a way of cynicism that it can be hard to kind of break out of it and eventually get involved. But I think that when I was asking that question, I was also in the back of my head thinking about uh, the people who were a part of the freedom convoy and people who were angry and was, was not, were not seeing government working in the way that they think it should or in a way that supports them. And I think that we are in a place, not to get existential, but we are in a place where there are a lot of crises and crises. And I think that we really need to come together and address them as opposed to like laying down arms and letting all the problems we have destroy us. Because if we don't do anything, they will. Um, and I think that his, his answer really did speak to that. I think that it spoke to uh, spoke to the youth, spoke to the black community, but I think that it, it is something that does pertain to all of us. And so I asked you what your first impressions were of him when you, when you spoke to him. What, what, what were your impressions when you left the interview? Because I have to assume with some of the answers in this, I mean, he, he was really quite direct and quite honest and quite forthcoming. I have to assume that you left a little bit different than when you walked in. Yeah, I would, I would say that, um, I, well, I would say similar. I think that he he did seem someone who was very respectful. He did seem he he did seem very genuine. Yeah. Um. And I think that I think that that was the thing. And I think to the point that you brought up in the last question about the directness of of that question and and really really taking on that question and addressing it with the seriousness that um that I think that it deserves. It makes me think that like when he is going to um focus on decorum in the House of, of Commons, that is something that he is really going to focus on. And it really does make me think that 
he it's too early to say if he's the right person for the job and how successful he'll end up being in. But it, but the impression that I have is that he is someone who definitely sees the importance of the role. And I think that, I think that he's excited. And I think I, I mentioned it in the piece that he is a nerd and he said to himself. <laughs> so I, I think that, I think that he, it's like with great power comes great responsibility. And I think that that is something that, that he definitely sees. So, um, Marcus, I love that you threw in a Spider-Man quote. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, Marcus uh, Medford, I, I listen, it's Sunday. Uh, you, you already taught a class and now you've done an interview. Uh, you, you, we've asked more of you this morning than we probably should have, but we really appreciate it. We really appreciate your reporting. You know, a lot of people don't follow question period. They probably should because there's some, there's some exciting stuff that happens there. And he's, he's the shepherd trying to keep that flock together. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great Sunday. All right. Take care.